It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley loves his fellow men, except when they happen to love his daughter Babs. He regards all of Babs' ardent boyfriends with disfavor, except young Simon Vanderhopper, whom he actually despises. For further details, let's go back to the other evening. Riley's just come home. Gosh, I'm hungry, Dumplin'. How's about supper? Well, soon, dear. We have to wait for Simon Vanderhopper. Simon Vanderhopper? Why do we have to wait well, for... Well, Simon's the... having dinner with us, Daddy. He's taking me out tonight. I forbid it. I won't have that Simon taking my daughter to them cheap dance halls. But, Daddy, I've I... seen what goes on in them dance halls. Wrestling to music. But, <laughs> Riley, And that... the dancing ain't the worst of it. After the dance, those kids hop into their parents' cars and drive around like crazy, 60 miles an hour. First thing you notice, a smash up and the car is wrecked. And if you think I'm going to let Babs wreck our brand new car... Riley, we haven't got a car. That's right. Throw it up to me. Besides, we're not going to a dance. Simon's taking me to a meeting of the Da Vinci Art Club. I don't care. I don't want you going around with that sofa loafer. He's not a loafer. And he'll be famous someday. Simon's got great artistic talent. Yeah, some artist. You know those billboards on the corner with the cute little babies on them? I caught Simon drawing mustaches on them. Oh, I don't believe it. Now, go down to the corner and see for yourself. All those poor babies look like Dewey. <laughs> oh, relax, will you, Riley? Say, Mom, when do we eat? I'm starved. Oh, that must be Simon. Well, that pest is here. Serve the soup. Well, give him a chance to get in the house and be sweet to him for once. Okay, right after dinner, I'll sit on his lap. <laughs> Good evening, all. Hello, Simon. How are you, Simon? Babs, don't move. Ah, oh, beautiful. The way the light picks out the auburn glint in your raven-colored hair, and your eyes, two limpid pools of lovely blue. Just stand there and let me drink it all in. <laughs> First he eats my food, now he's drinking my daughter. Dinner's ready. Sit down, everybody. I hope I didn't hold dinner up. I had to stop off at the art shop and buy some clay. I'm going in for sculpting now, you know. You know, Simon, I, I wish I knew more about art. Pass the salt, Junior. That's our greatest form of culture, Mrs. Riley. Pass the pepper, Babs. Now, you take Gainsborough's Blue Boy. What do you think of it? Well, Pass I... the vinegar. <laughs> think of what, Junior? Blue Boy, Mr. Riley. Blue, oh, Blue Boy, your great horse on a fast track, but he's no more. <laughs> oh, Daddy, wake up. Well, what's the big joke? You think I said something stupid or something? Uh, Pop, Blue Boy is a famous painting, not a horse. Well, he's a horse in my circle. Pass something, somebody. Cheer up, Mr. Riley. We can't all be art connoisseurs. 
But say, Mother, maybe Simon could pick out that thing you want for the piano. Well, maybe... What thing is that? Well, I, I've always wanted a sort of small statue for the top of the piano. Oh, that. Well, I told you I'd get it for you, Peg. Say, I saw just the thing the other day. A little bust of Tchaikovsky. It's on sale at Ye Little Knick-Knack. No. Tchaikovsky? <laughs> Why, that'd be just right. Could you buy it for me, Simon? I'll buy it for you, Peg. I respect your judgment, Simon. Delighted, Mrs. Riley. I'm just the man to handle the matter. Now, wait a minute. Why can't I manhandle the matter? <laughs> Ain't I your husband? Oh, now, dear. What do you know about art? A blue boy on a fast track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to stand for this. My own family laughing at my ignorance. As the head of this house, you've got to respect my ignorance. <laughs> don't worry, Mr. Riley. We won't tell anyone about blue boy. We'll keep it a secret among the five of us. You mean the four of us, Simon. But there are five of us here. Yes, now, but you're talking in the present tense. I'm talking in the predicate. <laughs> Simon, get out of this house. Let's go home, Pop. We must have been to every art store in town. Junior, I ain't going home until I buy something artistic for the piano. I'll show your mother I'm just as smart as that idiot Simon. <laughs> oh, now, what do you care about that Simon? You're missing the whole point, son. You heard your mother at supper last night, the way she laughed at me like I was a hyena. So what? I gotta make her respect me. Oh, now, come on home. No, my head's made up. <laughs> Hey, there's a place that's got sculptures, honest Harry's. Come on, let's let's take a look in the window. Gosh, look at all that junk. Yeah. Now there's what I call a stupid statue. Look. That naked truck driver delivering a basketball. <laughs> uh, Pop. Pop, that's Atlas holding up the world. <laughs> What a show-off. Let's go. I don't think we're funny. Wait a minute. Look in the corner there, way in the back. That statue. That's it. That's it, Junior! Oh, no, Pop. Not that. You don't like it. Why, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Gorgeous. Well, I don't think Mom would like it. Well, well maybe you better wait till you find the bust of Tchaikovsky. Oh, no. This is a thousand times better. I'm buying it. And believe me, when your mother lays her eyes on that, she'll go out of her mind. Oh, this thing weighs a ton. Here we are, Pop. Now watch the steps. Yeah, I'll tell you. Open the door, Judy. That's it. I'll get it in. Peg! Peg, I'm home! Daddy, what's in that big package? Riley, what in the world have you got there? Well, Junior, it... let me tell him. It's a present for you, Dumplin'. For me? What is it? Now you'll see that Simon ain't the only one knows something about art. Riley, you bought a bus to Tchaikovsky. I told Pop that's what you wanted. I but got he... you something even better, bigger and better. Here, let me put it on top of the piano. It's a little heavy, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, unwrap it, Daddy. Don't keep us in suspense. Okay, get ready for a big thrill. There she is. 
Venus de Milo in the flesh. <gasps> Daddy! Big, ain't you? <laughs> she must be three feet if she's an inch. Reaches almost to the ceiling. Yes, it, it's quite a sight. Oh, you don't know the half of it. You see that wreath of flowers around her head? Well, they light up. Light up? Yeah. Red and green. Red and green? What for? For the beauty of it. And that's nothing. Her eyes light up, too. Oh, no. Well, sure. That tells you what station you got. Station? Yeah, that's the big surprise. Venus has a built-in radio in her stomach. Just turn her eyeballs in their sockets and the program comes out of her mouth. Well, what do you think of her, eh? Well, well... I knew it would leave you speechless. <laughs> yes, I'm actually stunned. Great. But you'll like it even better when she's all lit up when her radio's playing. Oh, wait, I'll go get a light plug in the kitchen. Oh, Mother, isn't that the most horrible thing you ever laid eyes on? Shh, your father will hear you. Yes. But we can't keep this monstrosity in the house. Tomorrow night, my art club's meeting here, and I'll die if they see it. Well, how do you think I'll feel when those cats in my sewing club see it? Oh, oh Junior, why'd you let him buy it? Well, I tried to stop him. Almost did, too, but then that salesman got hold of him and started to flatter pop and, and tell him he was smart, and, well, you know, Mom, like you do when you want to get money out of him. <laughs> It's so ugly. Who'd ever think of making a thing like that? Well, the salesman told Pop it was built special for a millionaire Indian chief who struck oil. The red man's revenge. <laughs> Daddy will have to get rid of it. He'll just have to. Oh, but bad. I can't hurt his feelings like that. After all, he bought it for me. He meant well. But, Mother, those red and green lights, the living room will look like a traffic intersection. I know, but I, I just can't tell him it's... Oh, shh. Now, don't let on. We'll, we'll think of something later. All right, got the plug. Now, just wait to see her all lit up. I tell you, she's gorgeous. There. Now, I just push this button. Ah. Well, ain't that something? Look how her hair lights up. And look at her eyes lighting up. But, Daddy, now the tip of her nose is glowing. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. That's where I light my cigars. <laughs> Simon in the living room. Honestly, it's the most gruesome thing you've ever seen. Oh, it can't be that bad. After all, it is Venus de Milo, and... Oh! I'm not a drinking man. How can I be having the DTs? I told you it was horrible. Oh, you got to get rid of this thing, Babs. What if the art club should see it? I know. I pleaded with Mother, but she says we'll have to put up with it. At least for a while. Honestly, I almost wish someone would rob us tonight and take it. Robbery. That's it. That would solve everything. Oh, be practical. Besides, what self-respecting burglar would steal that statue? Anyway, I don't know any crooks. What about me? I mean, I could get rid of the thing and make it look like a real robbery. Oh, you're goofy. Besides, Mother would never permit it. We won't tell her. And if Daddy ever caught you... He... I'll take that chance. For you, I'd become a thief. A murderer. I love you, Babs. 
I love you madly. Morning, morning, Babsy. Uh, morning, Daddy. Morning, dear. You ready for your breakfast? Yeah, in a minute. First, I'll go turn on Venus so we can get the news straight out of her mouth. Oh, well, wait, Daddy. Well, 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 what's the matter? Oh, nothing. Go on. Yeah, I'll be right back. I love you. I love you. I die, 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 die. Come here, quick. Well, what happened, Riley? Something wrong, Daddy? We've been robbed. She's gone. Venus is gone. Oh, that's awful. I mean, that's awful. Why, where could it have gone, Riley? Well, she didn't go herself. Somebody took her. She's kidnapped. Oh, good heavens. Is anything else missing? Ain't the statue enough? I'd like to lay my hands on the one who stole it. Some crooks have got no respect for other people's property. Riley, who are you phoning? The police, that's who. Oh, that's Simon. We're going bike riding. Come in. I ain't got enough trouble. He has to show up. Good morning, everybody. Swell day, isn't it? Oh, uh, something wrong? Plenty's wrong. We've been robbed. Venus is stolen. No. Uh, you don't know who did it, do you? No, but when I get hold of them... Uh, hello, hello. Police headquarters. Sergeant Clinton speaking. Oh, police. Listen, she's gone. She's missing. Oh, take it easy, mister. Who's missing? Venus. I woke up this morning. Missing, uh, huh? Yeah. Can you give us a description? Yeah, yeah. she's about three feet tall. Three feet? Uh, how much does she weigh? Around 200 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, and she's beautiful. Three feet tall, 200 pounds. Sounds gorgeous. Uh, where was she the last time you saw her? In the living room, last night. She was all lit up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This kid was drunk? No, no, no. She's got red and green lights in her head. No arms, a radio in her stomach and you can light a cigar on the tip of her nose. You don't want the police, mister. You want a psychiatrist. No, listen, you gotta find my statue for me. Oh, it's a statue. Yeah. Well, that's a relief. Now, what's your name and address? Chester Riley, 1313 Blueview Terrace. All right, Riley. When we find it, we'll call you back. Oh, thanks. Thanks, officer. Cheer up, Dumplin'. They'll catch the burglar. I hope so. And when they do, all I want is for the cops to leave me alone with them. I'll turn them inside out and tear them limb from limb. Oh, gosh, Mr. I, you don't really mean that. I don't, eh? Well, I'll prove it to you whether I mean it, Simon. When I'm giving this low-down sneak and crook the beating of his life, you're gonna be there. <laughs> We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a Moment. Thousands cheer for Prell. The new star of shampoos is Prell. Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Everybody's cheering for Prell because Prell leaves hair more radiant for two reasons. First, Prell removes unglamorous, unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. Second, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap shampoo. Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly soft, radiantly smooth and beautiful. Easy to manage, too. And the whole family cheers that handy-to-use Prell tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. And a little Prell makes mountains of lather. You'll sing the phrases of 
P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is inside Comes in a too handy too P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Oh. Yeah. Pets! Pets! Come here quick! Look, I got Venus back! Why, Riley, where did hey, you find that thing again, Pa? Yes, sir. Well, Daddy, did they catch the thief? No, I was walking by Sam's secondhand shop. I looked in the window and there she was. Boy, was she glad to see me. <laughs> Ain't we lucky pegs finding Venus like that? Luck isn't the word. But where did the dealer find it, Daddy? In the last place you'd think of finding it. The city dump. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Well, Riley, what are you doing? i got to tell the police. And call this Sergeant Clinton talking. Hello, Sergeant. Remember I phoned you this morning about a statue? Yeah, who is this? Well, you know, Riley, the guy who needs a psychiatrist. Huh? I mean... Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What now? Well, you don't have to look anymore. I found Venus. Oh, well, I'm glad you two are together again. Let me know when the wedding is. Come on, Riley. We'll be late for the lunch. I'll see your scrumpature later. But this will only take a minute, Gillis. you got to see Venus. It's beautiful. What's there to get so excited about a statue? On account of that statue, I got back my family's respect. You see, my wife thought all I was... All right, all right. I heard the story a million times already. Well, that's going the back way, sure. Oh, when you see Venus, you fall in love with her, too. But, Mother, just look at that statue. Oh, they can't stop raving about her. Well, I know it's repulsive, but they'll just have to live with it. Repulsive? Oh, no, they can't be talking about the statue. Cheer up, Riley. Maybe they're talking about you. <laughs> oh, I hope so. But how, how could Daddy have such dreadful taste? Well, after all, he's a man. Oh, now, look, Babs, we just can't let him know how we feel, so let's not talk about it anymore. Come on, dear, we'll be late for the movie. Oh, all right, but Simon was right. He said it belongs in the city dump. Well, let's go. Gillis, I must be dreaming. Let me pinch you. Come on, let's go to the line. Gillis, they don't respect me after all. So what if your family don't respect you? Why should you be different from any other married man? <laughs> Come on. Oh, somebody at the back. Door. I don't want to see anybody. Hello, Mr. Riley. Hi there, Mr. Gillis. Simon. You're just the one I want to see. Always glad to see a fellow art expert. <laughs> Why, you, you weasel, if it hadn't have been for you, they'd have liked that statue. You poisoned their minds against me. Hey, take it easy. Let me at him. I'll slaughter him. Help! Help! Riley, stop your thorn for joy. I just... <laughs> uh, Simon, listen to me carefully. Yes, sir. Look at my face. Your face? Open your eyes. Take a good look at it. I'm looking at it. Riley, stop torturing the boy. <laughs> now listen, Simon. 
Forget you ever saw this face. You never saw me before in your life. But, but, but Mr. I... From now on, we're through. I don't exist no more for you. No matter where you see me, don't you dare recognize me. You understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't even look at me. Yes, sir. It'll be a pleasure. I mean... Simon, get out of this house! <laughs> What's the use? Fella goes along trying his best all his life, and in the end, what happens? Why not let me worry about that? Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. I didn't hear you come in the house. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> I feel terrible. Digger, do you know anything about art, sculpture? Well, I prefer painting. Recently, I was elected president of the UEPSLS. UEPSLS? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Pallbearers, Still Life Society. <laughs> oh, I'm always painting. You must come over to my place and lie down for a portrait. Now, you mean sit for a portrait. You paint your way, I'll paint my way. <laughs> but, Riley, you seem unduly disturbed. Yeah, it's that statue there. What statue? On the piano behind you. Well, what about... <laughs> Pretty bad, huh? Horrible. So, pagan beds were right. They hate it. They're so right. All right, so it don't look so good, but it's practical, see? Venus has a radio in her tummy. He dead, man. You're not serious. So remember, folks, hurry and buy a box of Vitopepto. Vitopepto is guaranteed to add ten years to your life. Shut that thing off. I don't know what to do, Digger. I guess buying that statue was a mistake. It's not too late. In our profession, we have a motto. When you make a mistake, cover it up. <laughs> Get rid of this, right? Well, I could, but I can't admit I was wrong. I want to save my face. Why? <laughs> Be practical, Riley. Dispose of this ghastly exhibit and... Uh, tell them the house was robbed. Say, that's an idea. It happened once before. I'll stage a fake robbery. I'll leave the statue at your place. Sorry. If I had a thing like that in my place, my customers would get up and walk out. <laughs> well, I'll get rid of it somewhere. Gee, this statue is heavy. No, don't lift it like that. Uh -huh. Put your left hand there. Uh -huh. And your right hand so. There. Uh -huh. Now lift it. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's light as a feather. What's the secret, Digger? You've heard of the fireman's carry? Yeah. This is the undertaker's clutch. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. that movie, Babs. So did I. I adore Cary Grant. Oh, he's nice. He's... Babs, the statue, it's gone. Oh, that's wonderful. But how... And look, the window's broken. 
Babs, we've been robbed again. Oh, no. Who'd steal a thing like that? Well, it's funny, all right. Well, nothing else seems to be missing. I better call the police. Oh, Mother, no. They might find it. Well, we can't have burglars wandering in and out of this house. Operator, give me police headquarters. Statue's getting heavier every second. I should have taken a taxi. I... What's that? Cops. Just a minute, mister. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, officer. What are you carrying there under that sheet? Uh, uh, oh, oh, this? Well, that's nothing. It's just my wife. Your wife, huh? Yeah. She, she's a little stiff tonight. <laughs> I mean, I ain't done anything, officer. Your wife, huh? We better take a little ride down to the station. No, no, wait, officer. I can explain. You see, I, I took this statue, so... Uh, but I, I robbed it, so... Uh, but I didn't really rob it. I just stole it, so... You're hanging with the man. But, Sergeant, I tell you, I'm innocent. You got the wrong man. I'm Riley. You're looking for another crook. You keep saying you're Riley, but we require some positive identification. Well, I... Wait a minute. I, I, I'll roll up my sleeve. There, look at my elbow. You see that wart? It's a birthmark. I've had it since I was 20 years old. Well, that's hardly proof. What? Do you deny this is my elbow? Look, you were picked up with the stolen goods belonging to a Mrs. Riley. You claim you're her husband, oh, but Sergeant you have... Clinton. Yes? I just talked to the Riley house again. Someone's on the way here to identify the stolen goods. Good, good. If this guy's Riley, they can identify him. Do you deny this is my wart? <laughs> After I'm identified, I'll make trouble for you. I'll have you court-martialed. Sit down. Uh, yes, sir. Excuse me. I'm Simon Vanderhopper. Mrs. Riley sent me down to identify... Simon, you and... darling. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Tell this policeman who I am. Just a minute. A young man, can you identify this statue? Yes, sir. That was stolen from the Riley house. Good. Now, how about this man? He claims he's Chester Riley, is he? Well, go, go ahead, Simon. Tell him who I am. <laughs> I never saw his face before in my life. Huh? Simon, what are you saying? How could you forget this face? Simon, tell him. I don't recognize you, sir. Simon, you... As far as I'm concerned, he doesn't exist. Well, I guess I'll be going. Simon, no, you, you, you can't do this. You can't leave me rot in jail. I want to rot at home. <laughs> I'll do anything, Simon. Anything you say, only tell him who I am. Hey, what is all this? Is this guy Riley or isn't he? Well, to tell the truth, Sergeant, I never knew Mr. Riley too well. Maybe if he let me visit his daughter more often, I would have gotten to know him better. Simon, uh... I promise. From now on, you can see Babs every week. It's a funny thing, Sergeant. He does seem to be a little familiar. Twice a week, Simon. His name is right on the tip of my tongue. Every night in the week, Simon. I got it. Who am I? Chester Riley, my future father-in-law. Hiya, Dad. What a revolting development this is. Riley's will be back in just a moment. Hundreds riders' congratulations on Prell, the new radiant cream shampoo in the tube. 
Voluntary letters pour into Procter & Gamble, like this one from Lillian Bachman of Rochester, New York. There's no dullness after a Prell shampoo. Prell leaves hair so soft, manageable. May I congratulate you on that wonderful new product, Prell. And thank you for your letter. Thousands agree Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair radiantly lovely. And they like Prell's handy, too. Yes, thousands cheer for... P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is inside Comes in a tube, handy, too P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Folks, this is Riley, alias William Bendix. Daylight saving time ends tomorrow in many localities. If your community has not been operating on daylight saving time, we will be with you one hour later every Saturday from now on. Is that right, Ken? That's right. So please check your local newspaper for the correct time, and we hope you'll be with us. Oh, I will. I never miss it. Good night, folks. invite you to join us again next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Robin Ship. Music by Luke Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger O'Dell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Eiler, and Junior is Tommy Cook. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker. The chorus queen, the gay blades all eyed her soul, kept her finery looking keen with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. You can keep your pretty dresses and lingerie glamorous longer with wonderful ivory snow. Your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Here's how to prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it'll pamper your nice things. There's just no other soap like it. Because ivory snow is positively the only granulated soap that's ivory mild. Watch those snowdrops burst into suds in lukewarm, even in cool water. Remember, your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps pretty things lovely longer. Ivory snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons, dainty lingerie, and other nice washables. Yes, wonderful ivory snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair... Get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.